Hey, Nikki. Hey, Selena. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Extra Sugar. Hey, y'all. So, <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to say that or not, but I did. You can say whatever you want. You have a microphone. I do. That's so, right. <laughs> today's topic is inspired by Mary Jo and Julia's brief relationship with jogging in Season 5, Episode 8. Julia was giving us some serious 2010s CrossFit energy. And so that got me thinking about different exercise or fitness trends over the decades. And I thought it might be fun for us to just chat about it. Uh, Maybe. We, Will it be fun? I honestly Will it be don't, triggering? I don't. It could be so many things. Um, I pulled ones that stood out to me so that we're not trying to sit here and remember on the fly. Because right. I figured that could be interesting. <laughs> Less than fun. Yeah, plus, like, as I started looking into these, it's amazing how much the brain can forget. And there's just been a lot of them. Mm. So this is really just a chitty chat. I think there are probably several of these that we ourselves have taken part in. Um, so we can admit that as needed. <laughs> admit. Admit. Some are just <laughs> flat out hilarious. And boy, oh boy, do the time capsules abound. Mm. So um, really, you just jump in wherever you want. I did pull like some things about them in case people don't know what they are. or if Are I you going to mention Tybo? Oh, girl. Okay. Okay. You know I'm going to. Um, I did notice some themes as well. The general we love contraptions. We are quite susceptible to marketing. And just one person, the right person, can start an entire movement. So Billy Blanks. <laughs> <and that's right. laughs> then related, we'll touch on why these fads always seem to get us every single time. Because we want to be skinny. <laughs> well, skinny gives you value. Believe it or not, that is not in the mix of reasons, but I... Would love for you to join. Not my reasons today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I didn't, say. like not in the world's reasons. People are lying. But it's, just, but it's uh, it's a little bit more commercial than that. Mm -hmm. Um, so here's how we're gonna do this one. We're gonna take it by the decade, and I included it in the decade it was created for the most part until I break my own rules, uh, and then like not necessarily when it became popular. So you're welcome okay. to comment on that as well, if you so please. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we can also spend as much or as little time on these as you want. So we could set this pace. Okay. Up first is the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said we could spend as much or as little time on these as you want. And the first one is -da -da -da, the hula hoop. Now, I'm going to oh. tell you that for me, I just thought this was a toy. I didn't realize that this was like an exercise thing. I keep getting these uh, TikTok ads for what is what I would call the elevated hula hoop. So it's like a weighted hula hoop, I think. It's so funny that you say that because I have on here that today you can get a weighted one if you like. I get those ads all the time. Yeah, yeah I would not have guessed that. It was a fitness fad. Yeah, it started as a toy, um, and then it it eventually becomes a fitness trend. So uh, as these things do. Yeah. So, when is my skip it going to come back into style? <laughs> those are fun. I do. I do. It started as a toy. When do I get to do that for fitness? I'm just going to tell you. Well, you got to start the trend. Get it going. Oh, yeah. We let's talk. Skip about, fit. Let's talk about. <gasps> don't steal that. Don't give all the don't ideas. Steal that. Don't give away the gold. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I think for me, uh, obviously this is not one I really partook in. I don't know how to hula hoop. I mean, I mean, I know how, I just can't do I it. I don't really understand. It's supposed to be, well, I was about to say it's supposed to be about the hips. Oh, maybe that's why. I need like a hip -a hoop And then I think I'd really have it. Because I feel my like back I've hurt. got the hips, but the yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that's you, really there's a hard. looseness that has to come with it. I think one time I made it go three seconds, and, and it felt that really was, good. I was like, yeah. "Ooh!" Yeah. But anybody who's just sitting there going, "Like, let's just—they're better than me." I don't know. Guess what? We're going to skip a decade. Oh no! Ooh, and we're going to go. Was skip. there no fitness in the '60s? Just a no lot of drugs and smoking. Uh, oh, that's a good—just sex, free love. It's a sexual revolution, you know. Sure. Um, so I skipped to the '70s. We're going to do jazzercise. <laughs> so I think for me, I will just say that one, I didn't, I don't really know until I was looking at it, the difference between say jazzercise and aerobics. To me, they're different shades of the same thing. They are, right? Well, I think jazzercise and. Well, and where does sweat into the oldies fit in? Don't come at me. It, will you shut up? 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if we're going to get to it. Okay. Don't you worry. Okay, okay, okay. Well, it's the wrong decade. Okay. Okay. But Jazzercise, I think, don't come for me, y'all, but I think it's like a slightly more challenging thing than aerobics, only oh. because it's more dance-oriented. So it's oh. like, it's jazz dance, ballet, Pilates, yoga, and kickboxing. God. It's like a lot of stuff. And I think for our generation, this is the thing we think of moms doing. Okay. So, or at least I do. Like, I don't know, my mom did it, but I think of moms doing it. So, yeah, probably similar to the way that people probably felt about, what was the dance one? Sweating to the oldies. Not that one. <laughs> Much more recently. Like, I could have done it on a Wii Fit. Just dance. No. Oh. Not dance, dance, revolution. Zumba. Oh, God, I hate yeah. Tell us how you really feel. I actually love Zumba off, actually. Um, Lots of people love it. And so you do you. I I am a terrible dancer. Mm -hmm. I I had to go to... So see, jazzercise would not be for you. No, absolutely not. I went to one Zumba class and I was just mortified the whole time. It's just, that's too much for me. That's hard, I think, to do with an audience as well. I would agree with that. But some people see it. Yeah, some people see it as like a social event. Um, they absolutely are not embarrassed by it. And the multiple people in the class were like, don't be embarrassed. This is for fun. We're all just having fun. I was like, I'm not having fun. Yeah. So you do, it doesn't sound like the look in your eyes tells me you don't have much of an association with Jazzercise. I don't. And I'm have, I think I, I hit a mental block because I cannot pull it apart from aerobics and sweat into the oldies. It the all, like you, it all feels very of the same thing. So Jazzercise itself, no. I, I don't know anyone who's ever done it. I've certainly never done it. I think Casey's mom did it. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but I couldn't, I can't pull it apart from the 80s because that's what I picture. Right. And I think many other people would probably associate it with the 80s at all. But so it actually gets created in 1969. And then it finds its footing in the 70s and went mainstream in the 80s, largely in part to VHS. I didn't right. put this as like one of the themes that crept up, but VHS is definitely yes. in the theme. Yeah. I think it's a really clever name, Jazzercise. Yeah. I think it's. An excellent name. I'm really annoyed that there's more to it than just jazz music, but that's fine. Or just that, like, everything is made up of is they're also all different fitness trends, right? Which is funny. <laughs> it's like the mega trend. Yeah, and so you know, and some of them I think like we might associate with being so much newer, but like Pilates, I think has been around since World War One. They call it jazzercise. It's really just exercising. <laughs> it's just all the exercises. Well, I think there's something to be said for that. As we go down the list. Uh, So we are at the 80s now, and I've got great news for you. (laughs) Are we finally sweating to the oldies? We are indeed sweating to the oldies. This, for me, is very special Mm. uh, because I just think (laughs) it, again, coming back to the time capsule, I just have, like, I can picture my grandmother's VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. She definitely had, like, the whole set. I mean, these are, if you're not familiar with sweating to the oldies, then you are very young because I feel like if you're our age and older, this is like something that is just almost visceral. Um, <laughs> this is Richard, Richard Simmons led it, right? That's right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a mixture of dance and low impact aerobics to oldies music. <laughs> yes. Did you ever do it? Yes. Me too. Yeah. My How? Mo- Why? My mom had... Lots of VHSs. She had yeah. Sweat into the Oldies. She had Tybo in the 90s. But she also had several Jane Fonda VHSs. Sure. And I think there were various periods in my life where there was this effort um, to help me lose weight. <laughs> to help me lose weight, honestly. Uh, and so there were suggestions. No. Mm-hmm. I think there were suggestions that exercise would be helpful. And so I've got this VHS you can try. Uh, it always kind of felt silly to me, but this goes back to me not being a dancer. So that stuff feels really silly Was to me. Was anyone on this show a dancer? <laughs> no, but that doesn't matter. And I want to say that that is part of the lovely part, mm-hmm. which I think we can skip a ahead and talking about this I think I just imagined one of the people in the background's faces <laughs> made myself laugh so I think it's really important to talk about Richard Simmons as a part of this because he is our first example of someone who can start a whole movement on his own or mm-hmm. on their own um 
So he creates Sweat into the Oldies. He's Southern, by the way. He's from Louisiana. And I, you know, he's a really big personality. You know, if you watch these, I don't think you forget him. You know, <laughs> you do not. He's a very big personality in very tiny 80s shorts. <laughs> But really importantly, very this, curly hair, very curly hair, despite like kind of like how it, you might laugh a little thinking about it. What is really interesting and nice about him, I think, is that he offered a path to health for people who were often left behind by the fitness world because the fitness world kind of are like, especially at this time, they really only want you if you're already fit. Right. They really don't like it if you're struggling with your weight, which seems counterintuitive. And also, they don't necessarily like it when you skew older. There is almost kind of like a culture of like attractiveness mm -hmm. that comes along with this. And he really came in and he busted that up. He offered a place where people could have a good time without judgment, you know. And, and he, when you watch these videos, that's what you see. Yeah, he was obese at one point. That's right. And, and I think that fueled a lot of his approach to it. It's perfect that you say that because he offered an emotional component. Mm -hmm. You would, there was this like, the videos were like interspersed with him bringing people out of the crowd and talking to them about like whatever their triggers were. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was, um, it's different. Humanizing. Absolutely. And so, and it is, I, I think a lot to do with the fact that he was struggling with his own weight when he was younger. Um, and I think he wanted, I think he really cared about people and yeah. that was special. I am a person who <laughs> cries during Peloton rides, like fitness oriented stuff, especially people pushing through really hard circumstances, but still focusing on themselves and trying to prioritize their, their well-being. It just gets me. It gets yeah. me deep. I will full on cry in a workout. And I'm sure there were times with those Richard Simmons videos where I'd get misty eyed hearing someone's because there's so much infectious energy from him. And then the the people in the audience are thrilled to be there. Yeah. And then they're talking about these very emotional things. Yeah. I'm going to cry. And it's, I haven't seen a sweat into the oldies video in like 25, 25 years. years. Yeah. So he interestingly hasn't made a public appearance in nearly 10 years. There's a lot of speculation that I'm not going to add to there. But what I will say is I, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I think if you're really young, Richard Simmons, that may not mean anything to you. Mm. You know, that name may not mean anything to you. If you are our age, it's almost hard to explain just how absolutely ubiquitous he was in the culture. I mean, he was everywhere. His image is like burned into my brain. Does that, is that yeah. fair for you as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been parodied, parodied a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, not all like negative or hateful no. just because like you said, he is a really big identifiable personality. Yeah. Um, but there was, I mean, there was definitely probably some hatefulness buried into that somewhere. Well, it's the world. Yeah, That's exactly. What we, do. we build you up and then we tear you down. Um, but, you know, I think anybody who makes it to the Simpsons, yeah. you know, they're an icon. They're kind of a big deal. Yeah. yeah, he was definitely a very big deal. Yeah. So I will say I did do them. I think I just at one point like grabbed it. I was like, well, let's see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. I was probably a big whopping nine or ten years old. Right. Um, and... I, it's fine. Like you're just moving around, but it, I felt goofy. I feel, I just feel silly most of the time doing aerobics type stuff. Like the way they tried to make aerobics like digestible for people and fun for people. Cause that's ultimately your ability to stick with a fitness routine depends very heavily on how you identify with that routine, which is the whole 100%. thing with Richard Simmons. Like he was yeah. appealing. He was someone people wanted to hear from and he did it in, in a fun way. So people, for me, that's not fun. So I would never stick with it. It's uh -huh. just not fun. I don't like it, but I could see where it's infectious for a certain group of people. And I'm really glad they found that for themselves, but I have done it and I did not enjoy it. I felt silly. <laughs> All right. I understand. <laughs> Next up on our list is the Bowflex Home Gym. Oh. It was created in 1986. Now, my relationship to this and a few others on this list is literally it's the thing that interrupted my car commercials. Sure. Yeah. Right. It was the infomercials. It was the commercials. I've never touched a Bowflex in my life as far as I can remember. But I definitely know. I can I'm see the commercial. Sure I have. I like. Uh, was Billy Blanks not one. in those commercials too? I don't know. 
Who is the Bowflex guy? I thought, I would think there were several of them. They all have mullets in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> but it's so, I mean, I think the gist of this one, if you are not familiar with a Bowflex, is like instead of it having like the big heavy weights, they had resistance bands or, and that like created tension as you pulled them. In addition to making you buff, they were promoted as saving you space. But I think that's because that's also where you slung your clothes personally. And then according to Men's Journal, their decline in popularity had to do with a series of recalls and apparently one deadly incident. (gasps) I don't know what the deadly incident was, but... But if you've ever seen the machine, you can almost imagine. (laughs) Kinda, yeah. Okay, maybe it's like a bunch of cords. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a famous celebrity who was the Bowflex guy. I found someone on Instagram claiming to be the original Bowflex guy. Oh, you're going to show him? Oh, I will in just a second, but I just found an article that says that darn Bowflex commercial is cheesing me off almost as much as that Miss Cleo lady. <laughs> That's how ubiquitous Bowflex was in terms of commercials. Oh, okay. The caption says he looks like Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. So not who I was picturing. Kind of looks like he's doing jazzercise in that video. This is him now. Yes. Okay. Um, He still has a Bowflex. (laughs) Hey, I mean, you can still get, that's the thing about most of these things. You can still get most of these. So this is also serves as an accidental commercial. So crazy. Like, do they just have a warehouse or are they building them on demand? I I got no idea on that one, but... Mm. The next one I have, you already mentioned, and this is the Jane Fonda Sorry. workout. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean like that. Just that your mom had the tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done the Jane Fonda workout. At least one. Okay. One or two of them, yeah. She might have had a step workout, too. My mom had it still, to I'm this sure. day, has a step. Sure. She still has a step. Yeah. Um, and so I think Jane Fonda had one of those, too. Well, she, like, when I say the Jane Fonda workout, and you mentioned in the step, it's, like, very important, I guess, here in this context. <laughs> I don't know if it's very important in the grand scheme of the world (laughs) but to mention that like we're talking about aerobics that's what the Jane Fonda workout was and like aerobics had existed for a long time but Jane Fonda like takes it to a whole nother level because she mainstreams it yeah she she's Jane Fonda uh she puts aerobics on the map she popularized a whole fitness look. Anytime you see someone goes to an 80s party and they're wearing like the sweatband around their head and the leotard and like the leggings, sweat socks and the leggings, all of that, that is all Jane Fonda. Um, and we talked about this right here before is the fact that she has one of the best selling home videos of all time with over 17 million copies sold. Um, I've never done it. I've my grandma, I think, had these, and I think I just I probably found it when I was like a big whopping seven years old, and was like, "What am I going to do with this? Yeah, this looks weird." Yeah, I it, it just there's a series of these homework. Cause my mom, I guess my mom had a lot of them. My mom was not a particularly fitness oriented person, but I do feel like. At a point, you know, especially if you're in your 30s, you're a mom, you're working all the time. There's got to, you've got to find some way to sort of like, again, this would have been the late 80s, early 90s, keep the weight off and stay trim. And so you sort of experimented with all of these things. And your mom was like more in her 20s at that Right, time. that's yeah. right. And I think, um, well, and I think it just, it also kind of speaks again. I don't think I can say enough how big VHS is a pop out in this. Right. Um, it made everything so accessible. Like right. you didn't have to be they a yuppie in a gym. The video clubs where you would join oh. them and you would buy, like my mom was a part of this and you would buy X amount of videos and they come once a month, like a fruit of the month club. Right. Except it was like, like that's relatable, but like, <laughs> you know, a, totally of the, a subscription box. I had it. It's like today. There were CD, uh, CD versions of that where you would get CDs. Mm-hmm. You like CDs. I've been part of that. It's been well established. (laughs) So the next one on my list is Buns of Still. (laughs) My mom had this one too. So I thought it was the weirdest name. Okay. So here's And the the cover was a little bit weird. Well, it was was a A picture of a butt. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just say that I've actually done Buns of Still more times than I can count. And thighs of still. There's also an abs of still. My mom didn't have that one. So I went and like, I like took these tapes from my mom at some point. Oh. And probably when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. And I was still doing them when I moved into this house. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you why. Because you had firm buns. They're good. Uh-huh. Not my buns. 
the tapes. <laughs> the steely. I, but I think they were more like Reynolds rap. <laughs> cheesiness factor. I cannot get past. Oh, like, what the whole thing. But like. Absolutely awful title. I love body weight moves. Uh-huh. It's like one of my favorite workouts. And it will always be like in like ingrained in any routine. So I you're think. not doing it anymore just because you don't have a VHS player anymore. Probably. Yeah. Honestly. So. <laughs> But I just, it's true. I sense a Christmas present coming. (laughs) Oh, I'd be so excited. Um, Enjoy your VCR. Did you, so did you, so you've seen them then Mm -hmm. and you saw your mom do it. Yeah, I'm sure I've done them before. I, I used to know them by heart. Haven't done, oh my gosh. I took them to my friend's house and my, my friend Sarah's mom still talks to this day about how she would come downstairs and I had snuck down and I would be doing workouts like early in the morning in their living room before anybody was up. I am That's a not orthorexia or whatever exercise. Sick person. <laughs> oh. you, you just would get past, you didn't Can mind you imagine, people seeing like, the cover. Seeing like a little 15 year old like down in their like basement or something and you'd be like, honey, can I get you some cereal? <laughs> 1990s. Oh, no. The Thigh Master. Oh. I've never used one of these. I never had one. I mean, this is like, this comes out in 1990. So I I was a little young. But wouldn't every house have had, mine didn't, but it feels like every house would have had one. Certainly, I went to like either my mom's friends, like if I was like a tag along to those situations or my friend's parents or something had them. Cause I've definitely used one before. Again, it seems very dangerous. <laughs> like what? Like knock out an eye. <laughs> <laughs> There's springs involved people. There are springs involved and it's between your thighs. So this is the first little contraption on the list. Um, and it's like, it is a resistance coil and you still, spring you stick it between your thighs and you squeeze it with the goal of getting suzanne summer's legs over and over again yeah because she is the face i think for us rest in peace yeah i do want to say that she just passed in mid-october so very recently after a long uh battle with breast cancer um she is the face of thigh master um but i think for our generation she was TGIF step-by-step mom, you know. And the thigh master. And the thigh master. <laughs> and I think also, I, I, I don't even think, I think probably very few of us, myself included, at our age was watching Three's Company. And I watched it in reruns. Reruns on Nick at Night. On, uh, it was on like TBS during the day and stuff mm. too. So I think that is also a connector point for me. But I think for most people our age, that's probably not true. Mm. But she was just like a really... She was a really big deal. She was also another ubiquitous figure. Um, and apparently they stopped counting after 10 million were sold. So I can't, you know, why would you stop why would counting? You do Just that? keep counting. <laughs> I'd be aiming for 17 million to beat um, whoever Jane Fonda. <laughs> Just beat them all. <laughs> so her infomercial is really legendary. And about 10 years ago, she was actually inducted into something called the Direct Response Hall of Fame. <laughs> And I I actually did track down that infomercial uh, that I must have seen like 2 million times as a child. Don't worry. We'll be sharing the link. Yes, it was another cartoon ruiner. This is going to be one. It's going to unlock some core memory because I cannot pull it to the top of my, I can remember the Bowflex infomercial right now. I just, that dude was ripped. It's like just her sitting on a couch. Just doing it. (laughs) Doing it. Um, also, I have to mention that I found in Men's Health Journal that the guy who created this also created the mood ring. So if that oh, doesn't wow. tell you everything that you need to know about these contraptions. Wow. They're like, they're like just cash grabs. So crazy. <laughs> Next on the list is the ab roller. Oh, that looks really hard. Okay, so you haven't used this either. I don't think so. This is like also one of those things that was at like friends' houses. Mm-hmm. Like parents had them. It first comes around in the mid 90s. I didn't have a lot of friends. It was, <laughs> it was marketed as a more effective work. I don't know how to. <laughs> or is it more that you weren't the sick kid that was in there like, oh, can I use your five masks? So then my friends' parents just didn't care about fitness. 
don't know. I've got to do some self-reflection. <laughs> I've seen these things at the gym, though. I think we'll both be doing self-reflection <laughs> after this one. Yeah, well... Yes, I have seen them. And it makes more sense there because they're kind of big. It's about <laughs> as convenient as me having like a regulation size bow and arrow downstairs in my <laughs> living room. But in the workout, I literally just did Thursday. They said we're going to do a core move or maybe it was yesterday. We're going to do a core move that mimics the ab roller. Oh, really? So it was just like hands and knees you know, getting yourself all the way out into a flat position and then coming back up, but the same concept of rolling out and in. And I guess that was the draw too, because you they, you could position them and use them for push-ups. You yeah. could do all of these other things with it. Um, bad news bears, it's like apparently only slightly better than a regular crunch. Right. But I think the whole thing was like, it kept you from straining your head and neck. Yeah. That was what it was sold as. I'm doing the motion for Nikki. You're yes. welcome. Um, Cause I had forgotten how to do a crunch. And, uh, but you can tell that I'm using Avril <laughs> right now. <laughs> this sucker made a billion dollars. I bet it did. That is amazing. It's making me think what kind of random kitschy fitness thing could I create? And can we market it as a sweet tea and TV yes. product? Uh, we've tried all of the dumb things. A protein, we know what we're talking about. A protein-based iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Like bone broth. It's just like in the bottom, it's like just three inches thick. <laughs> protein. <laughs> all right. Well, you'll be very excited about the next one because it's the first one you mentioned. It is Tybo. Oh, yeah. Zoomers may not know Billy Blinks. Which is a shame. That's right. But if you grew up in the 90s like we did, he was another figure who was larger than life. And I like this one because it really did feel like a capsule, like where I was just transported back to the late 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, he created Tybo. Billy Blinks did. Which was a combination of Taekwondo and boxing. Apparently it stands for, do you know what it stands for? Taekwondo and boxing. Taibo. <laughs> What's happening right now? No. It stands for total awareness of excellent body obedience. And that I have, is such garbage. I have something here that says, sure. <laughs> so stupid. So Taibo made cardio boxing and kickboxing explode across the country. I never did Taibo. Oh, really? But I this did kickboxing. Uh, Ty bow videos are probably, with potentially the exception of maybe one more you're going to mention, the ones I can remember most vividly. I remember the sheen of sweat on Billy's face for the entire workout. How buff. He was completely ripped. So buff. Yeah. And I'm like a chubby 15-year-old standing here like, how do I look like him? When is this going to happen? How do I you look like that. a buff man? How do I look like a buff man? <laughs> a buff covered in a, man? The sheen of sweat. Yeah. Not I, bald, I never man, looked but, like him. Yeah. But, you never uh, looked like him. I never him. looked like him. It didn't work out for me. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like Billy Blanks. But yeah, I can remember this video most vividly. This is probably, I mean, I know there's a series of them, so I couldn't tell you exactly which one, but I probably had it memorized. Well, the funny thing is you saying that just how big it is, right? And, and I didn't know this until I was looking into it, but in 1999, it outsold every major home video release, including The Matrix. And unless you were alive in 1999, I also can't explain to you how big The Matrix was. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, I mean, that's probably been on a the Simpsons. Day, but probably, probably. So, um, spinning is next mm. on my list. Uh -huh. So I don't know if you know much about the genesis of spinning. Do you by any mm. chance? Okay. So bicycling. <laughs> it's, the uni it's all started with the unicycle in I, Victorian England. I wish you did. <laughs> I wish you did. So both the indoor bike and what is spinning is a fitness program are attributed to competitive cyclist, Johnny Goldberg or Johnny G. So I've seen different backstories for how he came up with it. In one account, it said it all started because he was tired of weather impacting his workouts. I also am tired of weather. <laughs> Just in general. Others report he came up with the idea after nearly being hit by a car. Perhaps it's both. I, mean, I was going to say, it's not that mind-blowing of a concept. No, well, like, certainly being, I love to bike ride, but I can't get on my bike right now. Well, certainly being struck by a car would impact your workout. So, sure. I mean, they both feel it's like... a minor inconvenience. Reasonable. Yeah. 
<laughs> attributions. Two to things can be true at once. That's right. So he partnered with Schwinn, the American Bike Company, and we get our first stationary bike off the ground in 1995. Doesn't that seem late? It really does. Yeah, I did not. It's not like I read that and then it was like, let me cross reference sure. that. So but I feel like I can imagine a really big, bulky 1985 stationary bicycle. It seems crazy to me, but th- maybe there's something going on here that just makes it a spinning maybe you're bike. Lying. Well, that is what this whole segment is about. <laughs> I love spin. And that's what I was going to ask because I feel like as we go across this list, I would argue that this one has more staying power than almost anything else that we'll talk about, if not the most. So I don't know that I have actually taken part in the spinning, um, what would you call that, like curriculum or like the spinning umbrella. I just like Peloton. It's a spin bike. It is all it is. And I do the Peloton workout. So I don't know if there's like a... You know, like jazzercise is trademarked and spinning, I'm sure, is trademarked. I think this will come up very much so when we get to why we keep falling for these fitness trends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's fair. It's almost hard to, like, it, for me, the way that I'm like, aerobics, jazzercise, what's the difference? You yeah. know, where I'm sure there's someone who's very steeped in it that's like, idiot, you yeah. know. But for me, I'm like, eh. That's kind of eh. I think what makes spin so exciting is it merges music in, which I think is also what makes running bearable for me is to run with a very specific playlist because I'm motivated by music. The people who run without music, aren't you one of those people? No. Oh, okay. Someone I know. Killer? I was going to say someone I know <laughs> runs without music, and I think it is borderline psychopathic. Yeah. There's something unnatural about that. I literally couldn't do that. So what I love but about I love spinning, to think that that's the person that you think. I, I really am. thought you were. Yeah, like on these like ten mile runs with no music. I don't go anywhere without some, some sort sound. of something. Yeah. Okay. I, and I think that's only child stuff for me. Oh, okay. Like, I had no other person. <laughs> so I needed, like, some music or some background. There's company in the background. <laughs> Just me playing a two-person game by myself. God. Hey, you know, it's, it's why we become actors. So spinning. So spinning, I have uh, never taken a class. So mm. I don't know. But I do know... I. I think almost all my friends have. It's just, it's a big, huge, big, huge deal. I bought an adapter when I was doing triathlons that I could set up my road bike to make it a stationary bike inside because Mm -hmm. climate really is a challenge and biking on the road really is a challenge. So like in Atlanta, if you can get away to one of the greenways that allows bicycles, it's fine. But like, otherwise you're racing on the road and that's a terrifying place to be in Atlanta. So uh, even in the suburbs, it's scary. People don't know how to drive with bikers and some people like my husband hate people who ride their bike on the road so I had adapted it to a stationary bike yeah that makes sense it's a good idea wasn't mine well (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a millionaire you're not Johnny G (laughs) G. Um, so moving along to the 2000s pole dancing classes and stripper aerobics I don't know if there's really anything more to say except what a time to be alive (laughs) This one might be the biggest time capsule of all. I'm also going to go ahead and just put all my cards on the table. My roommate and I had the Carmen Electra DVDs. Oh my gosh. I don't, I, I actually double checked with her because I couldn't remember her aunt bought them for her. I can come, I can confirm through her also that I did do them. I literally don't remember. Now she sent me one of the video, like like a YouTube video of it. And once I saw what Carmen Electra was wearing, because there's a routine where she has like pigtails, which is like past the pigtail point. Uh-oh. Like <laughs> past um, the pigtail point. <laughs> like, um, it sort of came back for me a little bit. But yeah. Listener, I did it. Dixie Ann probably knows the King of Queens episode where Carrie does a pole dancing class because he thinks it's going to be like this super sexy thing. So he like encourages her to do it and he get, even gets like a VHS for her to try. Turns out it wasn't particularly sexy. And that is what me doing pole dancing would be. <laughs> a lot of like groaning and creaking and falling on the floor. It just, I don't know, it's so, it's, it's just such a weird thing. And it kind of reminds me of like, it's not The Onion where I read this article, but some article that was basically 
poking fun at like these fitness trends that come up. And I think they were like making fun of free days, you know, um, where you just eat whatever oh, you want. like a cheat day. Yeah, like a cheat day. And so talking about <laughs> you have to You have eat. to add guilt to it, assign a morality to it. It's cheating. Got it. Now I get it. And so like where they're like, well, first I ate 17,000 donuts. And then they were like, and the next day I went to the cargo shipping class. <laughs> they were t- no, it's, it's dock working. <laughs> and like, and it does feel like, this sort of works its way into fitness trends. And there's just something that like, I don't know. It's really crazy. Next on the list is P90X. These were 12 high intensity workout DVDs created by Tony Horton back in 2003. If you're not familiar with Tony Horton, he's also another big personality. Apparently he's an actor as well. And like he started in acting and then kind of transitioned into more of like this fitness guru role. I did not know that, so that was new news to me. But each workout is 60 to 90 minutes long. I just want to say that's a long time. And should be It's not high intensity. It is the highest intensity. And it's yeah, high intensity, high impact. It's supposed to be done six days a week and it's often compared to CrossFit. This is another one where I'll have to step in and say that I did this one. I did the whole program. It's what Casey and I did to get in shape for the wedding. Uh it works. What I will say is that I just don't know how anybody can do it in perpetuity. It's so hard. It does introduce this idea of muscle confusion. That's supposed to fight workout boredom. I actually thought it was supposed to keep you from hitting like a plateau. Right. Um, but uh, I, I really enjoyed them a lot. And I, um, <laughs> Not me. I did not. Who did I, did I borrow them from you? Maybe. I borrowed them from somebody and I tried like two of them and I was like, screw this. It's the highest intensity. Like I loved watching Casey Casey do the yoga ones. It's like military inf- like it's it's like uh military influenced. It's very militant. It's very like the other thing about me in fitness that you should know is I do not like to be yelled at and I do not like to be belittled. Some people really feed off of that. Mm, yeah. And I am not that person. Sure. I want someone to tell me Positive like you are beautiful. You're every muscle <laughs> in your body. Every muscle in your body is just growing stronger by the second and you are going to be a lithe beautiful unicorn by the end of this. I do not need someone telling me you big fat hump of lard oh <laughs> like, he didn't do that but he it was very like there was no body shaming that no. went on, on it but like definitely it was like you could do 10 more the just under, go ahead and knock out 10 more you know to me the undercurrent is almost like you are not enough and oh, it's gonna God. take it's gonna take two more videos it's gonna take four more days of torture for you to be enough and to i can't do that i don't like that well i can tell you that i reached all into the 12 week program or whatever. And by the end, um, I can assure you that I'm not sure I felt like enough. <laughs> Does that help? I don't think so. Uh, better help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really fine. Uh, this is just how I exist. The shake weight. <laughs> Perhaps my favorite across the list. If you're unfamiliar, they are literally weights that shake which is supposed to intensify the work on your muscles, but it really is a thing you just have to see to believe. It looks vulgar. Yeah. It debuted in 2009 and was actively being made fun of by, well, literally everyone on planet Earth, but it becomes a thing on SNL, South Park, so many others. I found like a website that is nothing but memes dedicated to the shake weight. (laughs) It was, they say it was unintentional, but these are the most suggestive infomercials that you will ever set your eyes on. But the joke is on us because they made $40 million. Okay, that's going to be my question. Did they actually sell any of them? Are there any dedicated shake leaders? I think they're all jokes. That's what I think. I was wondering if it was just. 20 million had to be a joke, right? I never used it. I just figured out a Christmas present for somebody though. What? I got I really hope it's not for me. I'm expecting puns of still in a digital format. Um, so I never use them. I did laugh at them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Long time laugher. No time user. <laughs> That's right. Well, right. This, we're just going to work our way into 2010s and I'm jumping right into CrossFit. I am breaking my own rule here because it was, I think it was invented in California. It was definitely invented in 2000. That seems right. 
it's not as popular as it was like 10 or even five years ago, but trust that this form of high intensity <laughs> interval training was a thing. The highest intensity. It, I, it was like P90X, but in a gym with other people. Right. I found a 2019 NBC News article that said that at that time, at least this is pre pandemic, but 7,000 gyms in the U.S. alone were offering it, 13,000 worldwide, and there were roughly 4 million CrossFitters. It definitely had that cult-like reputation. I mean, it was very Julia in the Designing <laughs> Women episode, and it entered that pantheon of how do you know if someone is doing X because yeah. they won't shut up about it. Yeah. Sorry, but it definitely was. They would be showing you their blisters at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, telling you about the, what do they call it? The Murph, how they all completed the Murph earlier today. And you're like, that was the Murph. I don't even know what that is. I know what AMRAPs are. Special workout. Yeah. It's like a special one, one day a year they, and it is in honor of somebody like Sergeant Murphy, whatever, whatever. I don't know. It's in honor of somebody. But I, so I had a, I got, bought a Groupon. So this is the, uh, the moment in time this happened, I got a group on to the CrossFit gym near me. It's everything you need to know about the time frame. About the time frame. Everybody there was friends except me, the random group honor. Well, me and like two other people, and they had us like asterisks on the on the board as the group honors. So what <laughs> you already feel like an it outsider. Like, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a deal. Um, and then it was just it was hell. I have a friend who was like a dedicated CrossFitter for many years and still uh-huh. like to this day. She doesn't CrossFit as much anymore because she has young kids, but really, thanks, Nicole. She loves CrossFit, uh, and it really resonates with her, and I am all about you do you, what works for you. I hated every second of my CrossFit experience. There was, like, a vibe in the gym, the low-key bad vibes. Didn't love it. Yeah. Um, they asterisked my name because I wasn't a full member, and, yeah, like, again, I don't like to be yelled at, and I don't like my body to show that I work out. So I go back to the blisters on the hands, but like people would have bruises on their arms because they, they have poor mm. form and they encourage yeah. poor form. Yeah. So people are dropping these barbells That's on their true, body. Yeah. It was just horrible. I don't like it. I have never but you been do to you. a class. <laughs> yeah, but awesome for you. Um, I, I've never done a class, but like, because a lot of times I'll develop my own like workout for the day. I There's a lot of those that you can find on Pinterest and other websites. Um, and so I've definitely done like the, as many reps as possible kind of workout mm-hmm. before, which I like. Um, I just don't, I don't, I'm a workout by myself kind of gal. I, I do not enjoy group classes. Spin may be the one exception though. I do much prefer doing my spin workouts on my own too. I just like to be in the basement by myself when no one else is around. I'm going to tell you what, this is a really excellent segue into the very next trend, which you have already mentioned. So we know that you're dedicated to this particular trend. Oh, Peloton. That's right. Yeah. I would argue I that this Peloton. one has or had soared to even higher heights of cult-like status than CrossFit. These first entered the scene in 2012. I I don't think I heard about this for at least five more years. I think it was New York exclusive and maybe like a studio in London. Yeah. It didn't expand. Which is how a, a lot of these start out, like mm-hmm. these little nuggets. But I'm also usually behind these kinds of things. What's the other one? Um, Oh, no. I don't know. There's like a a Peloton competitor. Uh Um, Gosh, I'm going to, it's going to kill me. But they, yeah, they were competing studios almost. And then you're going to get into this, I'm sure. But Peloton took off during COVID and this other one didn't. Well, so I don't know I'm going to go exactly on that, but I think I'll, I'll work my way around it, and then I'll give you time to Google because I know it'll drive you crazy. It's just going to kill me. So if it, if you don't know Peloton and you'd like to crawl under that rock from that rock right now, it's a high-tech bike that gives users the ability to take studio-style... Soul cycle. Soul cycle. Soul cycle. Okay. Sorry. Nope, nope. Um, ability to take studio style cycling classes from home. It's also really well known for its deep bench of motivational instructors that Nikki's already talked about. Those folks have reached their own kind of celebrity status in some regard and in some cases. And then there's this app which provides access to hundreds of workouts on and off the bike. They're pricey. Mm-hmm. They're $19.95. That's $1,995, not $19.95, plus delivery and $39 a month for the subscription for live and on-demand classes. 
if you use it, it totally makes sense. That in the long run is going to run you way less than a mm-hmm. gym membership. If it is going to be a clothes hanger, then mm-hmm. it is not worth it. Um, I thought they'd hit some snags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a recent CNBC article uh, confirmed that that was the case. They went from a market cap of around $50 billion during the pandemic to issuing a recall on one of their bikes in 2021. Then the following year, they reported a $1.2 billion loss in just one quarter. And oh, how does that care, compare to $50 billion, though? I don't I don't know. Um, but they laid off thousands of workers and their CEO stepped down. So they've been pivoting. I think they're actually trying to put more things like in hotels. And mm-hmm. and so having to pivot away from what was working during the pandemic. Because I think a lot of gym rats were ready to get back in the gym. Yeah. I think Peloton was a victim of its own success. Yeah. And yeah, I think people just wanted to go back. They are very expensive. Um, I actually started as a digital only user. So I had a, a like an off brand bike. I think it, it wasn't a Schwinn, but it was something similar to a Schwinn. Schwann. Schwann. <laughs> it was a um, smart bike, but like only smart with that particular user, like companies. um, studio, which was not nearly as good as Peloton. So I wouldn't even use the onboard system. I only like would link up with Peloton. I had a whole workaround. I did that for a long time because that bike was $250 versus $2,000. It's quite a difference. But then Kyle's company ended up reimbursing. They have a fitness um, reimbursement they offer the employees or like a wellness reimbursement. So we used it to, we rent a Peloton because they pay for it. And can every company learn from Kyle's? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I have one. And every Every person who does Peloton has a favorite instructor yeah. um, and mine all, I, this is how I know, learned this about myself, my personal style. Uh, my favorites are the motivational ones who want you to really dig deep. They don't care about like body image and all that sort of stuff, although they are beautiful. Well, that helps. Mm-hmm. So I've used, my friend Alyssa has one and I've used hers. Um, it was a hard workout. It can um, be really hard, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, because you can pick different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also used the app like several times, the different workouts. Mm-hmm. I It is impressive, the wide variety of workouts. Mm-hmm. I will just say that for me, I didn't love it. I mm-hmm. don't love a bike workout, mm-hmm. honestly. I think it's it bores me. I'd re- so when I work out, I watch TV, mm-hmm. and which most people can't do. So I realize I'm the weird one. Um, but I'd rather watch something that has me engrossed because then I don't think about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. which I think is the problem for other people. But I might be the biggest muscle memory person, so mm-hmm. I can literally sit there and not even really realize I'm still working out. Um, so you're not making the mind-muscle connection. Oh, I do. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so well, that's a good point. But um, I, I just, yeah, I... I I mean, I haven't tried a bunch of the different instructors, but I don't think they're ever going to dazzle me into, they're just not as interesting to me Mm -hmm. as watching a plot on a TV show. It does suck that you have to watch just someone in front of you bike the whole time. They have expanded it now where you can use Netflix on it if you just want to ride. For me, I'm not a huge fan of just working out to no end, like just sitting there and biking. I mean, I will, like I definitely will get on the treadmill while I'm working and like, you know, I have a little thing that goes across the treadmill so I can type at the same time just to walk. But like biking into nothingness is not going to do it for me. I need a, I need a roadmap. Yeah. I need to know what I'm working toward. Yeah. I always thought they should have one. I mean, it would be a $15 million machine, but it like you immersive get all the way inside of it. And then it would even do like weather patterns and yeah. then you could pick different places. And I know they What's have his name. Tony G wouldn't like that. That's right. <laughs> I know you can have ones where you see it on the screen, like mm-hmm. you're riding somewhere different, yeah. but I mean all around you where it's almost like one of those like 3d roller coasters. And so it feels like you're running through Paris or it, you know, um, or biking through Paris. Okay. Well, 2020s really, I'm just summing up this part by saying that like we are in that period of fitness apps and virtual coaching and online classes. We're already talking about it. These really picked up in popularity during the pandemic. I found a U.S. News and World Report article that framed these as undoubtedly here to say. And I do think that's true to some extent, but I don't think it's quite the game changer that they thought it was going to be three years ago. Mm. I just don't think any of us knew what the world was going to look like at that time. But I do also think that it 
showed people something that I'm not sure. It's almost like what they learned about telework. It's what they learned about so many of these things. It's, you can do your job from home. You can have an effective workout from home. So I do think it is in the list of options more now than it ever has been before. Only time will tell what's next. Um, just so you know, Nikki, I did remove about 200 things from my list so you wouldn't murder me over a two-hour extra sugar. Is there anything critical, though, that has hit you while we've talked that you don't feel like we've covered? We don't have to cover it in depth, but that you just want to mention. No, you gave me a chance to tee off on CrossFit, and I got to talk about Peloton, so I think I think I'm good. All your dreams are coming true? I'm good. I so good. the last thing I want to do is... Uh, speak to a Vox article I found. We'll link to it and it explores why we fall for these fitness fads. I've already talked about the fact that we covered this. I'm not going in depth here. I do want to share a couple of points. So there's a fitness historian and professor and in the article, they say that fitness is experienced in this country mostly as a consumer product. So the rules of the markets apply to exercise almost more than the rules of science or health. So don't worry, Nikki, it's not just about being skinny because that's what the world tells us to do. Mm -hmm. It's also about money. Mm -hmm. So I'll translate. As the article puts it, workout companies and fitness studios are competing for our dollars with all sorts of tricks and gimmicks. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking about like, don't these feel the same? They are. They're <laughs> just packaged differently. Another thing that is important in this, though, is that people really do get bored in looking at differences over the decades. You know, you kind of saw the number increase each decade we talked about. Mm. And so I think we're getting bored faster now mm. than we ever were before. And the article's final point is something I truly believe. And I think you were talking about this to some extent earlier, but you have to find something that you like or you will not stick to it. That mm. is the bottom line. So anytime that anyone asks me about workouts, that is the thing I tell them. Mm. Don't get, do not invest in a $2,000 machine unless you go try it first. Mm -hmm. And you really need to be passionate about it because chances are you're going to leave it behind. Mm -hmm. So, all right, y'all. If anyone still has their Shake Weights, Thigh Master, or other fun fitness relic, please share it with us. That's it for this week's Extra Sugar. You know the drill. DM us, email us, or contact us from the website and find us all over the socials. We'll see you next time, y'all.